0: the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Joe from startupradio.io, your startup podcast and YouTube blog from Germany, as well as the world's number one Czech entrepreneurship radio called Startup.radio. Today, I welcome Fritjof here with me. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah,
1: really well, thank you. Hi, Joe. Totally my
0: pleasure to have you here. You are already a successful founder and entrepreneur here in Germany. We'll get to that soon, but you're here because you're an investor of the year 2023 selected by the German Startup Association, the German Startup Awards. Congratulations to that. And we agreed before that what you are doing is most specifically called Green Tech Venture Capital, right? That's correct. Yeah. I, I, I was, as always, your LinkedIn profile will be linked down in the show notes. So wherever you're looking at this, wherever you're listening to this, go to medium.com forward slash startup rate minus IO and you'll end up on our blog. Look for this interview. Or if you're listening on your podcast or YouTube, go down here in the show notes. There is a link. I've seen you, you've, you've done a lot of stuff. Um, you are a member of the Sustainable Finance Committee of the German federal government. Most people here in and around Germany would know you as one of the founders of Jimdo. That is, um I would call it a toolbox
1: DIY, your own website. Yeah, no, no, let's that, call it that, right? That's that pretty much what we're doing. We enable small and medium sized businesses to build up their own website, online shop, um, mm-hmm. and much more. Yeah, like Wix or Squarespace or stuff like this.
0: And you are an Obama leader in Europe. Um, there's a lot we have to talk about, but let us get started at the most known, most important part. Let us talk a little bit about how you started Jimdo, what you learned from there and mm-hmm. how you made the jump from doing, um, basically a software startup to mm-hmm. being uh tech, green tech VC, because that has to be a fascinating story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, you, you, you judge it. Um, uh, it's just my story. How did you get started with Jimdo? <laughs> yeah, quite early to be honest. So, um, um, believe it or not, it's, it was 1999. There was I was 16 years old and still in school, and. Um, um, yeah, like a school friend of mine asked me if, if I could imagine to who want to found a company and I raised my hand and basically I was suddenly the founder of a company in the age of 16 still in school. And it was to be honest, a lot of fun. So we did websites for other people and kind of stumbled into building web applications. And then we, we, we asked ourselves, Hey, what, what would be more fun to do that? And uh, actually more fun to us meant enabling our customers to build and maintain their own websites, like building your own product. And so we transformed kind of from, a, from an agency to, to a product company. And that was uh, pretty much what we liked. And then we scaled it. And uh, that was a lot of fun and a lot of learning, I would say.
0: I would have my first question here, because um, we are almost about the same age bracket. Apparently, you're three years younger than I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I I've known a lot of people in the late 1990s, early two thousands, mm. like two or three people who study who good with computers in high school mm. or studied computer science, who did the same. How did you make this step from being an agency, being like two or three people coding mm. websites for other people? How did you do this step to really think mm. it in terms of a product company? H- how was this? How did you
1: involve that way? Mm. Yeah, I think I um, to, to be honest, it was not really an informed decision. It just happened, and it um, came that for my myself personally, I really liked the idea of putting simplifying complex problems into a flow, into a user interface to make things really simple, which used to be super complex back in the time. And I think now website building has been somehow a commodity, website building tools. But back then. Like breaking things into simple steps and uh, making it more accessible for for everyone to, to build a website, and, and also for medium medium sized or small sized companies, was was really new. And so word of mouth picked up, um, and it was like we were one of the first companies which uh, then switched to a freemium model, um, and, and and I think that really paid off. Uh, but, but, yeah, really worked and like like a bliss and. Um, and then it's, it's about product um, excellence and iterating on the product. And so we scaled really the, the company from three people on the barn where I, am, I came from. So my co founders moved into the, the rooms of my older brothers and scaled it all the way to a few hundred people, um, which was a lot of fun and obviously a lot of learning since a company with three boys on a farm is much different than, than, than a company um, yeah that, that is a decent size. Mm-hmm
0: and then then you basically as you said you build it up we 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 skip a lot of steps in the um in the development of Jimdo. you guys are then very successful and Mm -hmm. was it also like a unconscious decision to go from here into being a green tech vc Uh, i would be Mm -hmm. interested how your interest in the in the space started mm-hmm. and when you really decided okay that's what i want to do i want to get out mm-hmm. of the company that i co-founded at age of mm-hmm. below
1: 20 or something yeah, yeah so like to, to to put things into perspective um i did uh, that company for 18 years so for a real long time you could say and then after that period of time with a couple of hundred people i i started to feel like hey probably there's more, uh, to explore. And my co-founder happily said, Hey, he wants to continue run the company. And that gave me the opportunity to think, uh, knew what I want to do. And then I, 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 kind of got a super unexpected offer. So another friend of mine approached me and asked me if I could see myself traveling the world with a camera crew and basically filming a 10, uh, documentary series about founders worldwide. And, um, you know, like after 18 years of building uh, software, I was like, "Yeah, happily, I I I I do that." And then uh, suddenly, worked together with five journalists from DW Deutsche Welle, and um, that was we yeah, super new, and so we thought about how how can we tell the stories of ten, of these ten episodes um, more interesting, and so we we took on um, the idea of let's. Um, let us take um, 10 out of the 17 U.N. Sustainable Development Goals as shells for each of the episodes. And whenever you want to present the solution of a founder, you also have to deep into the problem. Right. And so to me, spending 120 days and uh, think about when interviewing people about climate change of plastic pollution, child labor, uh, I don't know, all these bigger topics, housing, um, was somehow really unexpected for, I guess, a person like me being super privileged. Um, since the first company was really successful already, um, and uh, gave me much different perspective on life and where I want to spend my time and my resources. So it was quite easy to decide on what not to do anymore and what are the problems I really want to work on. And to be honest, it was a super life-changing experience um, since. Like for 120 days, you, you observe the patterns of the world, of the world economy, and how it's creating winners and losers, and how um, it's creating problems somewhere else, which are directly connected to our economy back here. Um, and then, yeah, no, that that gave me so much food for thought, to be honest, to to reflect on what I've seen. Um, and I'm super thankful that I was given the opportunity to see so much in such a short time. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I know how that feels. It was like also like under, uh, focus for me when I was working for the Chinese government, seeing all this impact back in the days, uh, Mm -hmm. when I was working there, um, as an intern. And what did you do next when you came
1: back, you had all those thoughts in your mind and then. Yeah. I mean, it was clear for me that I'm not just gonna build the next, um, software as a service company. Um, so I was clear that I want to work on the problems I've seen before. Um, and then I it was clear for me that I want to, want to use my time and resources to help the founders or help to develop ideas which really make a difference. And um, then I was lucky enough to meet a really good scientist and she opened my eyes to life cycle assessments, which is a method to quantify all the mass and energy balances throughout the life cycle of a product. So basically, if you think about life cycle, you think about where is the material coming from? How much time, do um, how much energy do I need to extract something? um, how, how far do I have to transport it? Where things are assembled and then all the way to um, is um, uh, how often is, is, is a product being used? Is a single use? use um, yeah. Is it okay with a with sound? Yes. Yeah, um, okay. And then, um, and then, how much energy do you need each time? To the end of life scenario, what happens after the life of the product? And so, there's a pretty precise method to really s- to to calculate all that. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work, but if you do it for an idea of a startup and for the baseline scenario, the economy today, um, you are um, you can basically see the difference if it really makes a huge difference, yes or no. And so that 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 is what what we've been doing. Um and that was such an eye-opening moment for me that I, I thought, hey, this really makes a lot of a difference, right? So to really precisely know if a product is part of the solution or it just pretends to be. And so then the idea arose in my head saying, okay. We should build a fund which is only allocating money to the companies that, if they scale, really make a lot of difference. And so that was kind of the initial idea to Planet A, where you allocate money to ideas where science says this is really making a huge difference. And so, yeah, that, that is, that is how Planet A came to be. And then I was lucky enough to meet a lot of super smart people that said they, they want to work with us or work with me in, in building this up. And so, yeah, lucky enough um, that, that we succeeded so far. And whenever winning this prize, I really think it's us as a team has won the prize, not me personally.
0: Mm-hmm. I've also seen that you invested of one of our former guests, Traceless Materials. Of course, we link down here in the show notes Absolutely. to the interview. And um, you you've been talking about how those investments will make an impact. So um, I assume your due diligence is quite a little bit different from show me a business plan, show me a profit margin, show me a growth forecast, and that's it. How do you approach the evaluation of a startup?
1: Yeah, so it is different and not different at the same time. So. Um, which, 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 my, uh, <laughs> can can, can uh,
0: you repeat that as as a quote for our interview again? It's different. No, 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 no,
1: no, no. happy. <laughs> like, um, so I mean, basically, we're looking at two factors, and this is how also Planet A is is, is built as an organization. We have a business side, and we have a scientific side. And w- w- what's to be said about Planet A? That science has the power to say no to any deal. So basically, if science doesn't say this is really a game changing idea, this is really making a difference. We won't do it. Like if you don't agree, right? So, so basically, we look through two lenses, if you so will, the business lens as normal. As normal, we see with the normal return expectation, like quite normal. You look at all of that, and then additionally, we also look through the angle of the planetary boundaries, quantifying impact. So it's really both, um, because um the solutions we we, we search for, or we invest in are ones which also need to be a valid business model. I mean, you need a lot of money to scale these ideas um, and you can only scale things um, really, really quickly if you can also make them really investable. And um, therefore, we, we're looking for the ideas which kind of really fulfill both um, angles.
0: Mm-hmm. And I've also seen um, from your portfolio that your companies tend to be, be a little bit more on the hardware side than on the software side? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's, it's both. both. Um, so it's software, it's hardware. And um, we have one category, which is kind of, I mean, it's, it's not new it's hybrid, which is kind of software enabled hardware. And so when it comes to kind of tackling or thinking about the problems um, kind of we have, um, then it's relatively clear software alone won't do it, right? So we need to invest in hardware in order to build and to change processes in our industry, in the world's industry, um, otherwise we won't do it. And so it, it clearly involves hardware. And I think this is something we need to acknowledge if we talk about climate change or um, the planetary boundary is not, we need to develop and change processes of our economy. And this involves a lot of hardware. So we need to invest and be able to invest into hardware. Um, because if you only invest into software, obviously this, this is not enough.
0: Hmm. You, you just talked about planetary boundaries. We, w- when we talked before this interview, we actually realized that we just surpassed, uh, the world overshot there, where mankind mm-hmm. is using up more resources than the world can regenerate. Um, what is your take on that?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, w- we have several crises at the same time, and um, I mean, we're pretty aware of the climate crisis. Um, but we also have, for example, a biodiversity crisis, where the hugest loss in biodiversity since ever, and, and, and it's such a fast pace. And so, um, the concept of the planetary boundaries looks at the world and um, of kind of a safe operating limits, which would be what is generating within one year. And so, if you look um, in different angles on how the planet is doing, for example, freshwater use, land use, biodiversity, climate change, or entry of novel entries, uh, 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 novel entries to the atmosphere, you, you will find that we are, we are in different stages on these different um, measures. And so um, what the planetary boundary is, is really showing is where are the safe operating limits and where we, do we need to get better and where we already have surpassed the safe operating limits. And so it gives you a more sophisticated view on the different crises. And, and I think it's really important that we don't trade the one crisis for another. Uh, right, so um, it is having this more holistic view on the problems, which I think we we should uh, we, we should be taking, and and that's the planetary problem. So is obviously, um, normally the things you're doing for the climate crisis are good for the planet itself, but um, having a, a broader view is really important.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, to get to get the boring stuff out of the way, you invest in Series A investments half million to up to 4 million euros, but.
1: Uh, We're starting earlier from pre-C to series A.
0: Pre-C to series A, I see. Pre-C to series A, a half to 4 million. Um, But I would be more curious because you are not the average VC. You are not investing in the average software startup. So how is your process to get to the right startups? I, I totally assume you also get um, a lot of pitches, also mm-hmm. a lot of lost pitches. Somebody's looking for pre-seed funding for his or her mm-hmm. fintech, completely not related to what you do. You just reply with a nice email, sorry, nothing for us. Mm-hmm. If you take that away, there is, I assume, not such a big lot of relevant startups. How do you source your deals?
1: Yeah, so like you've um, d- d- different, um, different channels. So people apply with, with, we our website and, um, they do it a lot actually. So we can't kind of like, to be honest, I'm, I'm blown away myself. Like, um, we now have seen over 6,000 startups, um, which I think is amazing um, that there's so many people are working on these topics and like, not everything of that is relevant, but it a huge chunk. So a lot of people are actually using their time and resources to, to work on something like really important, which I think uh, gives gives me well, it gives me a lot of hope that pe- people pick pick the topic. Um, and then second um, is we have a lot of kind of really well known and like successful founders that have built unicorns and other like really amazing companies and they're invested in our fund. And so these people actually kind of quite often forward interesting pitches to us, um, which I think is super nice. And um, so teaming up there, Really makes a lot of sense. And then third, um, since we, we, we really look scientifically on the world, it is about also kind of looking where are the biggest problems and where are the biggest problems and where are potential solutions which we, we, we look into. And then we actively go out and and, and look for who's doing good stuff in a, in a particular area. And then we approach people um, as well. So it's really different, different channels, um, uh, we use, um, and yeah, then it's really about building a portfolio of people that, that address the problems, uh, in a really good way.
0: Mm-hmm. And now, of course, the next question is, how did you get, do you get to the problems? Because you could, mm-hmm. uh, look in certain spaces, um, find people who have, who are solving big problems. But mm-hmm. how do you decide this is really a problem for
1: us that we want to invest in? Yeah. So as I said, we're looking through the angle of the planetary boundaries. So basically saying, okay, we are only going to look at at ideas, at, at which are doing a significant difference. And so we, we, we do quantify that and for areas which would be climate mitigation and greenhouse gas equivalents will be waste um, mitigation uh, resource savings um, and also biodiversity protection so we do look at these factors um, whenever we look at startups and then we, we, we do invest in in some sense quite broadly like uh, from housing new materials manufacturing processes food energy storage uh, mobility lots of different things right um, because the problem of the like our 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 economy surpassing the the planetary boundaries is also an accumulation of all these different activities we have on the world, right? So it is not the one solution. So we need to look quite broadly, and then I, what we do is like we, we, we look at what are the huge chunks and what are the really the 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 areas where we need to innovate in order to get there, and so um, yeah, this is kind of. Where well, we end up actually doing a lot of B two B deals, where kind of the volume is super high and super innovative, deep tech solutions, where it's about changing whole systems really, um, instead of just a minor improvement in something, which also needs to happen, right? No, no, no judgment in in that, but for us with the thesis of Planet A, it's like we're looking for those game changing ideas in in kind of in the industries which Produce a lot of CO two, for example, and then we look into what are potential solutions to that. So quite quite driven from scientific angle, saying okay, where are the biggest problems, and how can this that be done differently? That is really an interesting approach, um,
0: given that we are that we could talk for a few more hours, but. I would mm-hmm. like to limit this to a few more minutes. Right. I would be interested in what founders do wrong to screw off their first interview, their first pitch. What mm-hmm. do they do wrong? Because I've heard in the past that the biggest thesis for successful entrepreneurs that I've heard so far is that first approach the investor, get a contact, and down the road, pitch them. Mm-hmm
1: yeah i mean now now i would get back to how we build as an organization so we we actually like searching for the ones making a significant difference but that comes together by science and business and so it's really about thinking both for us um and i know it's super tough and it's both things to really care about but if you want to found something to to make a contribution to the world's biggest problems i think it's not only the business model you really have to think about is the solution i'm building or the innovation i'm doing is it really doing some significant better and so i would then say right from the start would be super good to to spend some time on kind of a rough estimation is is that really moving the needle in that area and not only think of the business model but also think about um like the mass and energy balances um of of a product is it is it is it really Way better, And I know it's a lot to ask, um, but um, I do believe that in the future, there must be a correlation between the startups, which are doing significantly better for the planet and also the financial outlook of those companies, because we need to account in the future for the real true cost of things. And if you are the one which kind of kind of invented a process, which is leading to the same result, but with much less CO2 emissions. Those need to be the winners, right? And so I, I think it's a double good exercise, not only for getting VC money, it's a really good exercise to build something meaningful that makes a difference. And you should do that from the start. What
0: I'm taking with me is again, do your homework, get your list of potential investors together and listen, read how they are doing your, their due diligence. For example, in your case, it would be the mm-hmm. science side and the business side have to match. So that means you're not only looking for Excel sheets, best would be also for papers or uh, scientific research um, mm-hmm. that the
1: startups can give you on an NDA and actually so, yeah. show to make a difference. Perfect. And um, you can also set, check out our website. So we, we try to put it out, what we look for in order to kind of really um, spend meaningful time with the ones where where there's a overlap and the thesis and the idea.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, everybody who'd like to learn more, they can go down here on the show notes. They can not only see your um, LinkedIn profile, but also we link the type form where the startups can straight pitch. But again, do your own way. Make sure you are the right fit for Planet mm-hmm. A. Fritjof, again, mm-hmm. congratulations to the watch. Thank you. Thank you very much for this enlightening interview. Thanks. Hey, thanks, Joe. My pleasure. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's all, folks. Find more news, streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring.